and welcome to the Dichotomy Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Sophia, and this podcast is all about the mind-body connection, spirituality, self-development, holistic lifestyle, entrepreneurship, and all that good, good stuff. I'm really happy that you're listening in today. And if you're in Denmark and usually listening to the uh, sorry Danish-speaking episodes, Don't worry, the next one and probably the next few episodes will be in Danish as per usual. But I would really like to speak to my English-speaking friends. So every now and then I will have an episode in English and it will be in English in its entirety so that my English-speaking guests can share with their beautiful audiences should they so please. Really quick about me. I am Danish, I live in Copenhagen, and I'm a psychomotor therapist, which is a um, holistic type of therapist that works with the mind and the body through manual body work and counseling. And I'm currently writing a book on celiac disease and the mind-body connection. I also do human design readings, so hit me up if you want to know more about that. And... Without further ado, I want to introduce my beautiful friend, Psychic Shirley, to the show. I first met Psychic Shirley, or Shirley Lipner, in 2015. She helped me through a really rough breakup. I've never been to psychics before her. I've seen a spiritual teacher since I was a teenager, but I would never go fortune tellers or psychics. I would actually always feel like that wasn't morally right, but... Psychic Shirley is not your average fortune teller. She actually doesn't even go into future stories. She's just really intuitive. She's just thoroughly and is very she has like a very deep spiritual intuition and she is a great guide to others. So she helped me through this really rough breakup and I will forever be grateful for her. I've turned all my girlfriends She has like a cheerleading squad here in Denmark. Really happy and grateful to have her on the show. So we'll hop right in um, in the conversation. She is giving us initially. She's giving um, the listeners a message, and then she's giving me a message, and then we'll jump into the interview. So I hope you enjoy, and talk to you later. So do I have a, a message in general for your listeners? Yeah, exactly. A second. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So oh, there, oh, there you are. Yeah. Cool. In general, yeah, I do have a message. I have this message that came to me this morning when I was, when I, because you know, I'm funny. It was, I was applying concealer to a blemish on my face. And I was thinking that we have to stop trying to conceal our flaws and we have to embrace our flaws. And so you might feel something like that there's something off about you because you march to a different drummer or because you feel you have a character defect, but actually you should accentuate that character defect because that's the beauty of you. And that's, it's a real, I'm going to be doing an Instagram on that at psychic Shirley. That's my Instagram. I wanted some Instagram followers. I did one yesterday about the, about riding the surf, the choppy waves, you know, and wave and, and uh, ride the choppy waves until you say wave goodbye to it. You know, that we're, we are all one big, anyway, you'll see, you can, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking like this. So this is how I work. 
when I, you have me now asking me to uh, give a message to your audience. So I'm actually trying to connect to your audience, which I feel you have a large audience, Luca. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started talking like a crazy person because there's so many crazy, there's so many people out there, and they all have different they all have different um, frequencies. Or they all have different energies. And so if I picked out one, if I picked out one to talk to, I want to address the one that thinks that she's doesn't have a shape that is pleasing to anybody. And it's not like she's um, her body shape. There's like body dysmorphia or something. I just picked up somebody in the crowd that has that. Um, and so I just want to say that for me, I'm tuning into that and I'm saying, oh my God, you're beautiful. You're, mm. you're beautiful. And don't try to conceal your flaws. It's leave concealer for, for, you know, a real pimple, you know what I mean? For a real blemish, but oh. you are not, I don't know what that means, but that's a message for. That is for, so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like there's somebody out there that I feel that has that image of like, they're in the center of a crowd and they feel like they're sticking out, but actually nobody looks at anybody. Like we're the, we're so much more critical of ourselves and nobody's really looking at you, but it's hard to believe that when you get stuck inside. <laughs> yeah. I think so many people feel that way. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, so anyway, that's what I think that um, blemishes are beautiful and the things that we think are flawed about us are actually the most beautiful things. Yes. That's what makes us unique. Like snowflakes. Exactly. And it's somebody that likes the color, like, um, it's somebody that likes the color pink or rose. They're wearing today, this person that I'm talking to is wearing a dress that is like pink or rose in color. It's like faded. It's like a dusty rose. That's, I can't, ex that, that's the color that I'm just seeing around them. Lovely. Yeah, I, something with buttons on it. I just saw somebody like that. In the, I don't know. <laughs> and regardless, it's a message that I think anyone can use. Yeah. Like you're beautiful. Don't conceal yeah. anything. No, don't button up, you know, open, open, don't, you don't need to button up. It's all in your head. It's all, it's all in your head, right? We carry all this weight between our ears here. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so true. Beautiful. Now for you, I'm going to shuffle the cards with, with your audience. I just had to, because I couldn't, I had to go off into the wild blue yonder. Yeah. Although I could have, I, you know, I may go back and, and cause you get to edit this, right? Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh, why don't I pull three cards for someone in your audience? Yeah. So I'm going to pull three cards right now for you. And I'm going to give you a message. What is the message for my beautiful Luca Sophia? <laughs> okay. The first message is strength. Be strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be strong. And really, it's in this deck that I chose for you, you're battling a lion. Like you have a, you're wrestling a lion. And the second one is the sun card, which is this beautiful energy. And it tells me that new things are happening for you. You've got new projects. You're exploring a lot of things you want to do in your world. And the third card that I picked, you might not be happy with this, but I love it. Is it the tower? <laughs> no, it's the hermit. Oh. And, and I think actually, I think you'd love it because it's all about you going on your own journey. Yeah. And the other thing that when I look at this card, I think somebody is coming in that's going to be attracted to your life. I think you're going to meet somebody else who's kind of a loner. And when I see the hermit, I think of a writer and I, I think of an artist and I think, what are you doing artistically and what are you really examining your life? And I think that we're going to have somebody coming in 
that is looking at you and saying, wow, I want to be on that path with her. I'm looking to align myself with that light. Those are the words that just came through for me. So this could be somebody that you would meet around maybe September or something like that. Like you're going through your summer. You're yeah. seeking. You're a seeker. And you always will have the energy to seek. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Always. That's the big message here is I will always seek. And I have to go on this path alone, but I'm going to include somebody in it. Mm. That resonates. Yeah. Somebody with a beard. <laughs> somebody with a beard. I don't mind a beard. <laughs> see there you go wait let me pull now i'm gonna pull three for your audience is that okay yeah thank you get, but i did see somebody i really saw this beautiful is, is this beautiful figure in like this rose colored sweater you know it reminded me of um it reminded me of a movie where everything's black and white and then there's this one rose in the middle of it wow. you know yeah um, that was actually Schindler's List. I don't know, but I didn't. And you remember that movie? I do, yeah. It's okay. So this is funny because I'm talking about that. And this first card I picked is this Empress card. And there's somebody in this red dress that is just standing in the middle of a crowd. Wow. And it's one of your, it's somebody that's listening to your show. Mm -hmm. You're being such an, I'm going back to you and I'm going back to your listeners. You're, you have listeners, I think, that resonate to your beautiful energy. They listen to you because of you. They want you. It's not just what you're offering. It's you. They want to sit in front of you. They want to sit and they listen because they identify with something in your energy. And these are also people that, that have beautiful families that, or, you know, because this made me think about your mom and you taking care of your mom so well yeah. and being there for her. And, um, I feel like you have an audience of your audience is mostly female, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, because it's just like, oh, who's coming through? Who's listening to you that want that you're inspiring and you don't know who you're inspiring and what they're going to do with it. So what you're doing, the work you're doing is very important, but you're teaching everybody. And there's like, I feel that there's people out there that are single women. There's mothers. You're reaching a big audience. And you're teaching them how to balance in life, but you're really going to be helping somebody. This person that I see, like, I'm telling you, like a red dress is just like sticking out, but it's not quite, it's not bright red. Yeah. Somebody's going to call you and tell you that. And, um, and they're looking for, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You have no idea how you're touching and being touched, you know, in the world. Yeah. And so, and somebody out there is going to something lucky is going to happen to them because they're despairing about something. And then they're going to hear you. And you're going to, something is going to turn for them. Some, the wheel of fortune I have here is going to turn from, for them. And they're going to remember that. And that's, that's, uh, that's what we have to do, right? We all have to help one another out of things. Wow. That makes I mean, my it's heart a lot feel. of stuff in what I just said, but my big message for you is you're not dating anybody now, right? No, I'm not at all. Yeah, and I told you that I think there's somebody coming around the fall, like September or something, somebody new that's going to, you know, you're putting yourself out there, and you're putting yourself out there, and you're kind of broadcasting availability as well as everything that you're giving to everybody, yeah. and and there, somebody's going to hear it and come in. But you know what? Someone actually asked me on a date yesterday. There you go. And at this point, we actually got deep into a little convo about this red-bearded guy who asked me on a date and i like that she said a broadcast availability by the way <laughs> that was kind of funny um but i decided that maybe it was a little bit 
TMI for this guy to be like broadcast on a podcast that rhymes. So um yeah, I decided to cut that conversation short, but she was um spot on. And um now let's dive into the conversation or the interview part. So Shirley, I would love to know how would you introduce yourself if you weren't able to mention what you do for a living? If I'm not able to mention? Yep. Um, uh, my name is Shirley Lipner. I live in Santa Monica by the beach. I don't know what you mean like that. <laughs> yeah, but more like, so what makes you you besides from what you do professionally? Oh, okay. So you want me to talk about myself without saying what I do? Exactamundo. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Shirley and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vessel in, in the, I'm trying to find the words for it. Like I'm a, I am a, I'm an open person who's very funny and I, um, I'm a comedian Beautiful. and, um, I see things in, in, uh, I see things in skewered, tilted ways. I'm just an energy. I'm all about my energy in the world. I just enjoy, I'm enjoying my place in the world. Um, I don't know how else to elaborate on that. I'm a wife and mom. I surround myself with people. I'm cur- I'm a curious human being. Mm-hmm. But I think I came from another planet. <laughs> I think so too. A magical yeah. planet. But I, I'm a resonator. Yeah, how so? I resonate to I resonate to everything because we're all it's like sound waves and vibrations. I'm a vibrating I'm a vibrating entity. And, and I just feel things and I have to filter, everything gets filtered through my body. Mm -hmm. So we're so much more than our bodies, but sometimes I get stuck in my body. Yeah. I love that you say that, that your body is kind of a filter because I've literally been thinking that lately that, you know, in the spiritual communities, we hear so much that the body is just a shell. Uh-huh. But I feel like it's also really a magical entity in its own right. Right, it it is, and we have to like take care of it. And I notice that the harder the harder I work, it's like I get, or the the um, more I give myself to other people, I don't give to my body. Yeah, and I realize that we are like. A, everything comes through me but then remnants stay behind in this body and I need to work on it like I see it I can see the I can see the um oh gosh I don't know how to how the right words to say this like I can see the effects of the years you know I'm 62 years old right now mm-hmm. and I see the effects like a like a tree has rings that say how old it is i can tell on my body, my age, based on like what I've given out to the world, you know, mm. yeah. I can feel it. I feel like a, a, a uh, um, I don't know. I feel pretty good though. You know, I just yeah. try to be, I'm just trying to do, I just try to be funny every day. I try to laugh every day. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just an, another, you know, person in the audience. You know? 
<laughs> we're all just nobody's more important than anybody else. Yeah. We're all just going along on this ride. So true. But how did your journey like how did you end up becoming a psychic? I know you did so many different things. Well, you know, I always um love going to psychics. I love it. I went to them for years. I started going I don't know. I had my first reading in my 20s and I was just fascinated by the world out there. And when I was a kid, I used to read those like, you know, the ghost stories, like 12 ghost stories or whatever that you would read. And we would tell each other scary stories about, um, you know, about I was just always interested in psychic phenomenon. But I um, always everybody wants to know the future. And I've always been fascinated by therapy as well and working on myself. And in one form or another, I've always been in some kind of therapy since my 20s. Because I think that's essential to opening up a gateway to really getting kind of psychic information about yourself is you have to be working on yourself. And so um, I found myself, again, because I love to laugh because it's just part of my nature um, and the house I grew up in. I wanted to do stand-up comedy and to write comedy. And I came to Los Angeles from Indiana to do that. And... I met my husband and I was doing some stand up and I having kids and then I got um I needed an outlet so we have a thing here and I don't know if they have it where you are probably public access shows and so the government runs um these you you pay like th- it was back then it was $35 and you can get a half hour on TV on a government owned station a cable station and you can do any show that you want So I was doing housewife comedy, like, and once a week I would go in and I would do things like Shirley goes shopping, Shirley sets the table, like Shirley opens the mail, like real, just really funny shows. Yeah. I would do things like calling my mom uh, in Indiana and talking to her and reading gossip magazines. But on Saturdays, the psychics had call-in shows. And I loved that because they got an hour that they could be on the air if you had a call-in show and you were taking phone calls from the public. So I decided to have a call-in show um, to be a, to do my own psychic show, and I was a psychic housewife. So I would come in with like a bucket of my kids' toys or a bucket of cleaning supplies or just just anything I picked up around the house, and I'd put it in a big bucket, and I would say, I'm sure I'm surely you just the psychic housewife. Call me with any question that you have. So people would call in and they would ask me questions and I would just start making things up because I see things in my head. And so I would pick something up from out of the bucket, like a bottle of water that says Arrowhead water. And I would tell them, listen, I need you to go to go to Lake Arrowhead this weekend because somebody would call in and they would say, how do I meet the man of my dreams? <laughs> and I would say, go, go to Lake Arrowhead at two o'clock in the afternoon, um, walk into the store, go over to the candy aisle, pick up a bag of black licorice, and I would have all the stuff in the bucket. <laughs> and then you're going to meet the man of your dreams. And then, so I would just make stuff up like that. So and everybody would be laughing, but then a few weeks later, a month later, I started getting these calls from doing these shows consistently. Hey, remember you told me to do this, or you told me to go to the grocery store and walk down the frozen food aisle, or remember you told me to go to the park with my dog and do this, and everything happened like the way you said it was going to happen. How do I get a reading with you? Wow. And that's really how it started, and I said, listen, 
you can't have a reading with me because I'm not psychic. I make it up because it's too crazy. It's like you can't, but you can't make this shit up, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so I was in, um, I was in analysis and my analyst used to use the major arcana. I call them the heavy hitters to illuminate something to say like, let's take a look and see if we can look deeper into this issue that you had with your mom when you were a kid or whatever, whatever it was. And, um, I told him what was going on in the public exit show. And he said, why, you know, he said, you do have a gift. Why don't you develop it? And I'm going to teach you to read cards the way I do. And it's a difficult thing. You can't really teach this to anybody. You have to, everybody has to cultivate their gift in their way. Mm-hmm. But this is why um, I've learned the biggest thing in life is to trust, to trust your intuition, because I was being led on a path. If you told me when I was a kid that I would be doing this, at my age, and I've been doing it for almost 30 years now, and um, that I would have this career, or like last week, I don't know if you saw that BuzzFeed thing I, I did. I did see it. Yeah, it was That amazing. I have so many people calling me now from that. If you, I would be, I would just like, just laugh, but and we find things. It's like, it's like Hansel and Gretel, remember in the fairy tale, and they're walking along, and they just, they're picking up things along the way, like the stones or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just walk on your life path, and you pick up the things that shine at you and I was taken on this path that everything was shining even my analyst saying let me show you how to read cards the way I do yeah and um that started me on it and then I just started asking friends like hey do you want a reading with me or I'd go to a party and I'd bring my cards and do that and then I started doing it and then all these different gifts started opening up because once you unwrap one present because I think we're all born with a dozen, maybe more presence of things that we can do in this lifetime. I think in every lifetime we come in with a sack of gifts, you know, gift eggs. And what are you going to crack open? Which one? And one thing leads to another. So when you open up a gift and you follow that yes inside yourself, you know, the thing that says, oh, I resonate with this. I'm resonating with this. And I resonated with everything about the psychic world. And then it just one thing started leading to another and then, Several years into it, I started seeing like my mediumship skills started developing and that's still developing. And I have amazing experiences with my clients and I love them, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's so I just got it it was something got put in my face and it was like inevitable. I had to do this. And I was doing things like I was a personal assistant. I worked on a TV show as a writer's assistant. I've done so many different jobs. I've worked for nonprofits, but everything came, every, all roads led to this road that I'm on right now. Yeah. And it's amazing. Here's a little story. Like last week I did a party at a home in Los Angeles and I wasn't going to do it because it was a huge party. Like they had over a hundred guests and that's a lot of work for me because they wanted me for like five hours. And usually I can't do more than three, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) but something told me, just say yes, just say yes. And when I got the address um, of the house, it was a home that belonged to a really great friend of mine. He was a psychiatrist who had passed away many years ago, but I spent so much time with him in that house. And we used to have these talks about how here he was a psychoanalyst, like a Freudian psychoanalyst. And here I was doing my, like, I don't know what I call it, energy work, entertainment, everything that I think psychics have to call themselves 
or under the banner of entertainers because the future is fluid, you know, and even with, even when I get it right, a lot of the time we have free choice. And so he and I used to have these discussions about, you know, he, he really got into the core of people's neuroses and everything. And I, I could just come in and go, I, I would tell him, listen, I'll sit with somebody and I, I'll tell them what the problem is for them to take to someone like you, you know, and this man was in his eighties when I met him. But anyway, the thing, it was at his house. That's amazing. And I told, when I met with the owner of the home and I said, I know the person who lived here before and she's really into psychics and she had renovated the home. And she told me after I spoke with her, she has a dog that started barking in this one certain room. And it was a room I spent time with him. And it was like his favorite room in the house where he had his office. Wow. And um, it was amazing. So it's it's synchronicities. It's that kind of thing. You know, I just think you have to pay attention to synchronicities. And I think if you're looking to find yourself or, you know, sometimes I get um, uh, yesterday I had I yesterday I had a really tough client. And when I say tough, I mean that she came in, she was referred to me by a wonderful, wonderful client. And she came in and she kind of didn't know what she was doing in my office, but she was a little lost and she needed some guidance with something. And she sat down and I immediately um, felt that something happened when she was a child. And I felt that um, it had to do with her mom. And the minute that I identified it, usually when someone is open and I go, oh, wow, here's here's the starting point. And now let's work from here. Let's clean this up. Right. And go forward and work from here. But she admitted it. But then she closed up and it was like I saw something, you know, like she wasn't ready to go there. And she wasn't ready to go there, even though I could I could tell she was in therapy. And I said, I know you're in therapy. I know you're working on this. And I was ready to go. Let's break this open because that whatever happened to her in her childhood in, has informed the rest of her life. But something's not working for her mm -hmm. in that. It's like she created an image for herself, right? Mm -hmm. So this is why I love my work because we're all so different, but it's a, it's a difficult path that we choose because you're also, you know, you're in healing work too, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it's a difficult path we choose because we have big hearts and when you have a big heart and you just want to give to people and help people and then I take it all in like oh my god I really want to help her did I did what did I do there did I go somewhere I wasn't supposed to go but she presented herself to me for some reason and then you got to let it go right exactly that's such a balance like providing you know like being kind of an advisor and saying You know, you can take it or leave it, but then still, yeah, it's so difficult because your heart is in it, but then you can't get too affected yourself. Right. And that's, and that's, that's like, we, that's why I was saying we have to take care of ourselves. So it's like when I wake up and I just go, okay, well, last night I have a, another client who's working on being a, a Reiki. She does Reiki, but from a distance, right? So it's like, um, I was laying on the bed and she gave me a, what do you call it? You would know, like a distant Re Reiki distant session, healing, healing yeah. session yeah. to help me open up the chakras and to do all that. And I don't know about any of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm really not a spiritual being so much. It's like quantum physics to me, yeah. but I know how I feel. And I know sometimes we have to sit with discomfort. Like I have to sit with the, I have to, I took my client's discomfort And I'm sitting with her discomfort now and I have to separate it and say, 
this belongs to her. It doesn't belong to me. It's not mine. And that helps me. And then it's, it's just really interesting, but, um, we have to stay curious. We have to stay open, you know? That's so true what you're saying. We have to stay curious. And if we're very, like, sometimes I feel like that could even present itself as being triggered. So if sometimes if someone is triggering something in, in ourselves, it perhaps because we feel like, why do I feel so upset that I can't help her? Who didn't I get to help in my childhood? Or like even, right. even using our clients, you know, to help explore our own yeah why can't why can't I help this person? She came to me. she's totally self sufficient again because of her childhood she had to be self sufficient and I want to help her, but she won't let me help her and like, oh my god, and exactly that's what it is like who didn't so so we get to when you we, we do we do this kind of work, we get to be our own analyst or take a look yeah. at my own life and exactly that's yeah. It's really, but I love it. I can't imagine doing anything else. I think this other client I was going to tell you about, I had yesterday was a young girl and we did a FaceTime reading. I do FaceTime and Skype and, you know, and she, um, she had a 30 minute session with me. And the minute I stepped into her energy, I felt a pushback. I felt somebody pushing me out and I put the cards down and I had a total confusion in my head. Uh, like, I can't connect with this person. I can't connect with this person. And then I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. She, and she was really sweet. She was 24 years old. And I said, I'm so sorry. I have to shuffle the cards and we have to start again because something is off. You know, I could feel it. Something is off. And then she said, okay, no problem. And then I redid the cards and I said, I'm going to record the session for you. And I'm two minutes into it. And the, the tape recorder stopped. And it said, memory full, memory full. Wow. It like stopped working. I said, something is wrong. I said, I've got to ask you questions. I have to ask these questions. Sometimes when people are like religious, like, or they come from a religious family, I get a pushback, you know, or sometimes it's like Native American uh, Indian blood or something. And I get something, but with her, she had a fear. There was fear going on about something uh, in her family. Again, it was like a family issue. And she was coming to me to give her future. This is a thing that also I want to say about doing my work is more like more than people are curious about the future, but a lot of my clients, they want to know what's going to happen. They don't want to be surprised. They need to know what's going to happen. It's like that <laughs> like, control. Like, tell me what's going to happen. And I tell them that the future is fluid. I can, I can see it, but I can't promise it because Everybody has free choice. It's written in number two pencil. It's not written in ink. And she had a question about her family. And I said, I think this is happening, but I can't, I don't like to go into details of stuff, you know, but my point is that, that, um, the, while she was doing her session with me, I don't usually look at my clients when I do sessions because I like to be out of the, I call the body is like a cage or it's like a vessel for our energy. So I like to look out in the field and I call what I do reporting from the field. And I was doing that and feeling uncomfortable in her energy. And I looked over at her on the FaceTime and she was like, she kept looking at something off to the side. Like she was looking at a clock, like she was watching time. Like she had a full awareness of time because she's going to grad school and she's super, 
She has a lot of pressure on her. She's an only child um, from immigrant parents, and she has a lot of pressure on her to be successful. And I was feeling the pressure that she has on her. And, and I could feel all of everything. I was resonating and feeling that. Yeah. And it wasn't comfortable. And she's someone who's going to be very successful. But again, it's like, to me, the, the, to have the most successful life, you have to be your authentic self. Yeah. And your authentic self, we, who knows at what age we come to that. And sometimes we need help along the way to find that, mm-hmm. you know. And when you start living an image at an early age and it's handed to you and it's, it's like putting on, it's like waking up every morning and you look up and that's your natural state, right? You're smiling or you're crabby or whatever it is. And then when you have an image, it's like you wake up and you're putting on somebody else's coat and then you're wearing that coat into the day. Mm-hmm. And I think the work of uh, people like us, you know, the work you do with your clients, it's about who's, who are you authentically? Be curious about who you are, who your yes. authentic self is. And I want to help people with that. But when I have a day like yesterday where my morning client was incredible and then the two people after were really tough, it weighs on me. And then I just think I'm so happy I'm talking to Lucas Sophia this morning. Yay. I'm so happy to talk to you. Yeah, and then I don't do more than three readings a day because it takes so much energy, like one to three readings. And so I have just two clients today and they're clients that have been to me before and I know their energy and I know it's going to be fabulous. And today is just, that's the thing is every day you have to wake up and go, it's a new day. I'm going to shake it off, whatever happened. And I'm going to move on to the next, you know, it's just, I have to keep moving on. I keep moving on. Yeah. So besides getting the Reiki healing, what do you do to take care of yourself to give yourself, you know, that love? Well, the Reiki thing is one, and I get a massage once a month, but I'm going to be starting something new, which is really, really um, interesting because whenever I think I need to exercise, my doctor told me I need to lose 40 pounds and my blood sugar is going up because I'm sedentary. I don't eat sugar and flour, but I eat volume, you know, like, uh, and I have a, I have kind of a diet I'm on, but the biggest lack in my life is exercise because I'm sitting with clients and then it takes so much of my energy to do the readings that I get wiped out. And then I just want to nap. I have to like take a serious nap in the middle of the day and then I'm up very late and my sleeping patterns are erratic. So, um, when that happens and I really need help, like this has been happening where I keep getting a push in my energy that says, go exercise, go exercise. Um, one of my clients, I encouraged her to start doing, uh, walking groups for, for women. And she does a thing called finding your trail. And and so I'm going to start walking with her. She keeps, she keeps like texting me and going, when are you joining my group? When are you joining my group? So it's like a little nudge. I have to listen to that. So I'm going to start, um, I've started to do little walks on my own, but I'm going to start doing this kind of hiking thing to get out in nature. You know, that's the thing that helps me the most. I go to Palm Springs twice a month. Um, we have a little place there at, that we just got a few months ago and my husband loves it. But when I go there and I just take a walk around the desert, like being in the desert is a great, it's, it's so peaceful and spiritual. There's a mountain in Palm Springs that if you just look at it, um, have you been there? No, I haven't. 
Oh, you have to see it. Well, you know, all over Los Angeles, there's like all over California, we have beautiful mountains. Yes. You know? um, if you've been to Ojai, I've, I go to Ojai and just like, just sit out or just even to Topanga Canyon or someplace around here, they have all these little trails and you can go and just sit in nature. And that just feels so good. That's like getting a, that's like getting a blood transfusion. You know, it's an energy transfusion. It's so healing. While I'm talking to you, I'm in my office that has this beautiful backyard and um, these birds are flying back and forth all over the place. Like the spirit just comes <laughs> in. That's, that's what I do. Like, that's what I do to replenish myself too. Is sometimes I'll just sit, I have a hammock in the backyard mm-hmm. and then I'll look up and I just go, I just watch the activity in the world outside, like looking for signs. I love to look for signs, Yeah. but, but to replenish myself, really, it's just massage and the Reiki. And then now it's going to be the walking. Um, I, I think it's wonderful. You're doing this podcast that it is empowering. Um, you know, it's empowering for people to listen and just, I hope so. Yes. I really hope so. Um, I think it's so funny that you said you're not a spiritual being because uh-huh. <laughs> you're a psychic <laughs> and you basically work with spirit all day long. Um, I know, I guess I work with spirit, but I just get, you know, it's like, I just look and I go, well, I, yesterday, again, this client, I said, what questions do you want to ask me? Because she had seen the show and that's why she came to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I, I have a dog that passed away. Um, that was 18 years old and, um, it passed away in, in, uh, November and right before the session with her, I, cause I see doggy spirits. I don't want to see like, um, human beings. <laughs> I don't have like an interest in that. I saw this dog. I saw like an image of a dog outside my office mm-hmm. and I didn't know who it belonged to. And I described it and that was her dog. And I said, see, he's, he, And I knew it was a boy. And I said, he's, um, he's around you, you know, it's like, they're all around. I pay attention. So I guess that part of me, when I say I'm not spiritual, that is spiritual to see something like that. But I also think of it as quantum physics and energy, that yeah. it's an energy push that it's like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but people do laugh when I say that I'm, I'm not a spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, but I get what you mean though, but At the end of the day, everything is energy, right? Yeah, I think it's just all energy, right? We, we just, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know how else to, it, it all comes down to that. It just all comes down to moving through time and space, you know, like yeah. just going through, getting through our days. I can't explain it. Sometimes I look around, like right now I'm in my office and I'm looking around, I'm going, wow, there's so much stuff in here. I have so much clutter in here. Mm-hmm. We clutter our lives with so much stuff, just stuff. Yeah. And then when we fade from this vessel or this cage, like, you know, um, this is what we leave behind. What are we going to leave behind? And it's not the things, it's not the objects, it's our thoughts, our ideas, or, you know, how people create, like, I know you're an artist and you're the most beautiful. I would love to have your artwork in my office, but you're, but that pours out of you, right? It's just like, it's an expression. Your art is an expression of your soul. It's an expression of energy that has flowed through you, but I think we're all recycled. And, you know, I just feel like, oh, am I expressing thoughts that 
I expressed a hundred years ago in a different body? Mm. Are you expressing your, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. But the thing is for art, for instance, to pour out of me, I also have to be kind of unblocked because I remember maybe 10 years ago or so, I was so kind of have had like artistic constipation <laughs> and it was so <laughs> frustrating. But someone said to me, you have to be in a place of, you know, non-judgment and trust for yourself to even like allow yourself to be that vessel that you talk about. Right. And this, and when I get stuck and that's what I mean, I got this, this person that came to me in my second session, this woman really like, she did something to me. She, she, she did something to my energy that, that stuck me because she was stuck. But then when you helped me see, because that's why I'm, everything is like, so this is the perfect moment for me to do this podcast with you because when you said, what did she bring up in me? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And this was a beautiful woman that, um, she, she loves to cook sweets and desserts and she's super thin mm -hmm. and she does food blogging about desserts and I can't eat dessert or I'd weigh like 400 pounds. I can't do it. I mean, I'm not a person who can take a bite of something. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and you're making me think of, Oh, she reminds me of the cheerleaders at the high school. And I was the nerd. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I, I don't know, even if it's not true, it's like, I look at everything and I think, Oh, did I resonate to something in her? How do I let go of it? How do we let go? How I do you let go? How do you let go? You have and we all hang on to so many ideas and different things about like, I can't let go of something, you know, or, or like when, when I have a client who comes in and they can't let go of somebody that they were in love with who's not with them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't let go. I can't let go. Where is he? Where is she? Where is, you know, I can't let go. How do I let go? Yeah. That, that's the biggest, um, that's a, another huge thing that I deal with. And I think that's part of the human experience, you know, and that goes back to trust and curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love if I may, like, um, yeah, to speak to what you just said with the with this lady, because yes. I was wondering if you know if that somehow resonated with you, if you and then she was kind of unavailable, right? Like you couldn't help her, so you couldn't show her, you know, look, I'm worthy of your attention, kind of. Does does that make sense? Oh, you mean that that I'm worthy that that I'm worthy of. Um helping her yeah and I'm saying she may have triggered in you that feeling of not being worthy that you may have known from say high school you know right yeah that I can't I can't help you but you know but and then when you break it down and then you neutralize it because that's what I that's where we have our aha moments right yeah. which are the greatest uh -huh. like <laughs> oh I get it that's what I love see that's what I love that's that's my biggest joy in every yes. session is to get somebody to a place of, Oh, I get it. Like you just said something that resonated with me. Right. Exactly. It's like, Oh, Oh, I get it. And that's how we let go of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that is such a key to let go because how can you accept something you're not even aware of? Right. And acceptance right. is such a key to letting go as well. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, you made me see something. 
because I, now you're making me see something else. Can I keep talking about this? Yes, I would love for you to. I, I think that there was like a neurotic link that happened because she's somebody who's like a, um, a type A, like she gets everything done. Her kids are perfect. Everything's great, right? Everything has to be great in this image. And so she came in and she had to be more psychic than me. And then, and so then it became like a competition, like even though egos. I'm not, not on my part, on her part. Yeah. And now see how, see, like, this is why people have to talk through things and talk through things and talk through things. Yeah. So then even now this podcast is becoming like a psychotherapy session. Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, like, I live for the You're aha so moments. You're good at what you do. You're good. It's <laughs> good. You. Because then it's like, oh, wait, this was... This is her. This is on her and what she. So she came in expecting, expecting. She came in with a defense mechanism already that wasn't going to allow me to do my work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and also. And that, that was clear to me because when we, we, when we were setting up the um, appointment over text, um, I reminded her the day before and she said, oh, can I come in earlier? I need to come in earlier, like at noon, not at two. And I had told her in text that I don't do more than three clients a day. And I have an 11 o'clock appointment. And it was just like, she wanted to do things her way. She had her own agenda that wasn't going to allow me to help her. Yeah. But I totally get what you mean. And also being, yeah. also being like open to that, that gift that, that, you know, experience was for you to, okay, where can I go and heal? So, you know, where is my, okay, did I, did I feel like I had to please her because she was so successful and skinny and kind of like this popular person that I looked up to in high school or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Cause yeah. people are just our teachers, our mirrors and. Well, yeah, I call clients like what you're talking about. My morning client for me, yeah. the morning client that I had was phenomenal. Um, and she, I, I call some clients come in and you're one of these. Some people, they come into my office and they sit down and I call them my game changers <laughs> because they're people that walk through the door and they are going to take me to the next level of opening up something new. Like here's an example. Um, several months ago, I had a, a huge, this beautiful woman was, came into my office and she sat down and everything I told her was wrong. And for like 10 minutes, I felt like I was hitting my head on a, on a wall. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I quit everything I said, do you have, I don't see you with any kids. Oh, I have a six month old daughter. I don't see, I, I, are you religious? No, I do, don't have any religion. That, everything was, I was completely wrong. Yeah. And so after like um, 10 minutes of that, I said, listen, we're not making, I'm not establishing a good connection here. So let's stop. I'm going to give you your money back because, but now that we're going to stop, can I talk to you? You know? And she said, sure. And she was very happy because she was frustrated because I, and I could tell, I said, have you been to Um, you went to see somebody else for a reading very recently. She said, no, that after I stopped the reading, I said, I'm going to ask you these questions again. And now just be honest with me. You saw somebody for another reading in the last month. She said, well, actually, yes, I did. Wow. And I said, I said, why didn't you tell me? And she said, because I wanted to see what you came up with. And I said, yeah, but you have to validate when I asked you that question, you said, no. Then I said, your mom is super religious, isn't she? And she said, yes. And I said, and you actually go to services to yourself, don't you? And she said, yes. 
she was a Christian scientist. And I said, why did you tell me? And and again, it was just like, well, I want to see what you come up with, but she didn't give me anything back. Mm -hmm. So that night, and I thought there, there's a reason this person came to me and, and I've had problems sometimes reading people of certain religions because the religion kind of puts up a barrier and, um, they're not supposed to have readings. For example, if you're Christian, you know, you're not supposed to be seeing psychics. You're not supposed to know the future, but this is entertainment and this is energy work and it's fun. It's not in the realm of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that night I went to sleep and my intent, I set an intention for myself before I went to sleep. And I said, I want to be able to give everybody who walks through my door a reading, or I want to be able to see or, or help more. And then that night, <laughs> Jesus came to me in a dream. Wow. Did I tell you about this? No, you haven't. So so I said, um, I was in my office, and there were these 12 gorgeous guys, and they my office was on a houseboat in my dream, and these 12 beautiful bodies, like, oh, my God, the hottest guys were out <laughs> swimming on the lake that was my office was floating on. Literally a wet dream. through these French doors to go take a shower. And as they were walking into the shower, Jesus came in the front door and I said, Hey, what are you doing here? And he said, I came to give you a gift. I came to check in and I want to give you a gift. And I said, what? And he said, and, and meanwhile, the guys were going back and forth. Right. And he said, um, I, I want you to look up. And I looked up and I saw the most beautiful, white light it was like universal consciousness it was that light you know what i'm talking about like Beautiful. the aurora borealis like that light that's like white with every color of the rainbow in it yeah and he said my dad and i took a hike and while we were on the hike um we climbed up to the top of this mountain and i brought something down from the mountain for you to give to your clients and he brought down a ball of the light and he put it in my hand he touched my throat and then he put it in my hand and he closed my hand over it and it got absorbed into my arm. And then I said, oh, my God, Jesus, like, that's the coolest trick I've ever seen. Can you show that to me again? <laughs> it's like said, a magic trick. He said, I'll show it to you. I can't show you more than three times. Number three was significant. Mm-hmm. And um, he did. And he said, I'm so passing this on to my clients. And um, and I said, by the way, who are these guys that are going in and out? Who are these 12 guys? And he said, oh, we used to be camp counselors, but we went our separate ways. <laughs> and then he walked out through the doors and walked on the water and left. And they went out through the front door. Uh-huh. And I woke up from that dream and it was amazing. Like I felt so like, wow, that woman came to me. That was a, a gift. That was a, that was a spiritual gift that that woman found her way to me for us not to connect and for me to recognize, you know, something's going on here. Yeah. And the, the, that day, that very next day, this young girl came to me and the minute she sat down, I said, Oh my God, you grew up in such a Christian household. How is it that you're sitting in front of me? And she started laughing and I was right. Everything was spot on. Yeah. And that, that cracked that open for me so that I can sense when somebody is from what kind of background. So when I had this um, woman yesterday in the office in the morning, I literally felt like I saw a white feather come down from the sky. Mm -hmm. And I said, is your grandfather like Native American Indian? And he was. And we went out and there was no feather, but I saw it in my mind, you know. And um, she was another game changer. Like those are the things. So I have to look at when I when I have a hard time with the client, I have to look at 
um, what can I do that that woman that I had the hard time with the second one, that everybody's a game changer really in some way or another because I'm I'm resonating to something that I need to see or how do I how do I expand yeah. the work that I'm doing so I can help more people so that anybody who comes in here I can work with, you know? Yeah, that's so true because the more clear our channel is, the easier it is for us to help our clients. Right. So we have to constantly work on ourselves yeah. always and just be open and go, well, what is it? Is this, you know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Totally. You know what I love about your work is you have so much humor, but also so much care and it's so heart-centered. Um, do people often come to you for future predictions or is it mostly just intuitive because that's what I love you know I love the intuitive advice and like the way that you're able to pinpoint stuff yeah I mean I think it's a mixture of both I think that there's people like you that are aware that the I always say that the future stuff I'll, I'll tell you stuff about the future but it's for shits and giggles you know it's it's not because it could happen or it could not happen but you have to work on yourself so I have a thing on my Instagram um that um that I write these little post-it notes because I get inspired by my yeah, clients to write them. notes and one of them was the future is what you're working on now and and so when people say what's going to happen am I going to be with him I just say are you working on yourself I can feel the energy of the person you want to be with he's not working on himself this isn't the greatest match for you but I know that you'll be with somebody Like I can help people like determine the future for themselves. If you can get a certainty in yourself. Like if I say to you, Luca Sophia, are you certain, do you know on a gut level that you are going to have a significant other in your life? Do you know that? Am I, do I have to answer? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So, so now if that's a starting point we go, okay, we know that you're going to like, I knew I would be married. I knew I would have two kids. Like I just knew it because that was so important to me. And sometimes I'll get people. So they want to know future stuff. Like, am I going to be in a relationship? I had somebody last week and I said, on a gut level, you don't believe you're going to be in a relationship. And because you don't believe that in your gut, I can't see you being in a relationship. But if you open up that part of yourself to being with somebody else, yes, you will be, you know, or if you see yourself getting that job, here's a, here's a great one. I have a client who's a big executive at a entertainment company and she came to me, she's been coming to me for a few years now and she was up for a big job at a independent film company. And I said, that job is yours. The job is yours. And then she didn't get the job and she called me and she's like, surely I can't believe it. Everything was aligned. I thought that you said the job was mine, you know? And I said, I did. And I can't believe it's not. She said they hired somebody else. So she was dejected and she moved out of, she moved to San Francisco where she met the love of her life. And so mm. she's super happy. She's up there for like six months <laughs> establishing a life. And she gets a call from this company and they go, you know, that person we hired was wrong. The job is yours. I love that. And I, I heard that. I said, she said, they use those words. The job is yours. I heard it. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, people come to me and so, and sometimes I get it wrong. You know, I try to do it, but I do it by, for, for the future to get future stuff, you have to, I have to do like really deep, deep listening. When I do um, present stuff or when I look at someone's past, I'm listening to their energy to see where they are. But the future requires deep listening and, and, and doing medium work also requires that like really deep listening outside the cage you know outside the outside the body um so I'm up for it but I always say listen you have to you can't take this so seriously like again from the BuzzFeed thing I had so many comments I had like a dozen emails from people saying you know am I ever who has a crush somebody actually asked me like who has a crush on me at my school (laughs) you know (laughs) I like to come up with names I'm like I can't I can't answer that stuff if you if you work on yourself in the present, the future will take care of itself, and yeah. you should just know inside yourself. Yeah, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have two kids, three kids, whatever I whatever I want. No kids. It doesn't matter. Just work on yourself. Don't ever stop working on yourself and let the future take care of yourself. Some people like to know. They like the reassurance of, well. Yes, that thing is going to be mine that I want, you know, that thing I'm going after because it gives them something to, it's like, it gives them something to put a hook on, you know, like, it's like, if you think of like, um, like, you know how ships, when you're in outer space and they have the big spaceship and then you go outside the ship and you put, you attach a hook to it. So you're floating out there, Uh but you have a hook, you know, so the people, some people want to know the future because it gives them that hook to um, hold on to because they don't trust that they can just be out there alone and not knowing, you know? But is it sometimes also about thinking that that relationship is going to be like the magic ticket to happiness? It might not necessarily be if you're, you haven't done the work on yourself. Right. There's no, there's no, you know, this is another one I had on Instagram, I think, I think, or I should, if I don't, that um, happiness is an insight job, not an insight. You know, life yeah. is an insight job. Got it's it. like we get these insights, we get these ahas into life and that keeps us going through, you know? Yeah. So you have to, you have to be happy. Um, we're, we're, well, you, you don't have to be happy. Wait, that's another thing. You just have to be present. You have to be present. You have to be awake at the wheel in your life and then just let it unfold. And then it's more delicious to let your life unfold and have those surprises. When I, last week, um, I, I do this thing on my website I call the snack pack questions. Yeah. So I took it down from my website. Now it's just for my regular clients who know that I do it because uh, two weeks ago, I had a flurry of like three or four people getting them and asking questions. And I, something in me said, I knew this BuzzFeed thing was going to happen. And I didn't want it up there because I promised like a 48 hour turnaround and I'm going to be too busy, you know? And so I took it down and the next day the thing came out. So that was like a, an intuition, like an intuitive thing that I paid attention to. And I listened, right. Something told me, something told me do that. Oh, oh, and this is my point. What wasn't even about that. My main point is, so when I'm in Palm Springs, they have, they have these Indian casinos. I love slot machines because 
it's just, it's like mindless. That's the other thing I do. When you said besides Reiki and massage, I can sit in front of a slot machine for hours because it just like lets my mind just disappear. Yeah. It just takes me, I just go somewhere else, but it's not great on the wallet, you know, because I don't, I not have to decide how much am I going to gamble with a hundred dollars, $200. So I lost a couple of hundred dollars and I was depressed and I was sitting and um, I'm sitting alone and I'm just like, I zoned out because I was tired and, and depressed. And then I was talking to my son on FaceTime and I started seeing on the iPad, these things come on. So-and-so is following you. So-and-so is following you. So, you know, I, I started getting these follows on my Instagram. And I said to my son, what is that? And something's going on. Something's happening because it's crazy. And he said, oh, it's just Russian bots. You know? So I said, okay. But then I said, no, this is really weird. And we, I looked into it and I found out that this YouTube, this thing had dropped on YouTube, right? So the, my, my message with this, and then all of a sudden, people were booking sessions with me and going into June now. And what I'm saying is that if you just trust, if you just trust the process and look for those aha moments, you can, we don't have to be happy all the time. We can be sad. And now it's almost like I relish the sad moments or those moments of introspection or depression, because I know that I'm going to come out of it. Of course. And I know that when I come out of it, something wonderful is going to happen. So I was going on a nosedive, right? Yeah. For me, a mini nosedive. And then, and then something came and lifted me back up. And then I was had my nosedive yesterday a little bit because of that client. Yeah. But then I have you today. You know, I've got the rest of my day today. <laughs> so it's so it's important if we can be optimistic and we can trust and be curious and keep all of those um, all those tools. It's like having a toolbox and what's in the toolbox that I can pick up that says. Don't be afraid to be depressed. Don't be afraid to be sad. We're, we all get sad. We all get depressed. We all go through shit. But shit is fertilizer. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow. And then and things fall from the sky and things happen randomly. And they happen when you're aligned, when you align yourself with the energy of the universe and like really align yourself and do the best work that you can every day and whatever you do, whether you're a dishwasher in a restaurant or you you're a CEO of a fortune 500 company. If you show up in your life every day and you stay in your lane and you do what you're good at and you just keep doing it over and over and you just align yourself with, with the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Maybe you have better words for it. Um, then that's when the magic happens. That's when the future happens. So that's what I tell people when they come to me and they want to know what is the future. What I say, what are you working on in the present? What are you doing that enhances your life? Yeah. If you're sitting in your room, binge watching Netflix shows, yeah. you're not, nobody's going to knock at your door unless it's the pizza delivery guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody's going to knock at your door and say, here I am. You have to be in your life, shining in your life. And then the future, beautiful things happen. And when, and sometimes people don't have the greatest things happen. You know, you've met people that just like, they have, 
shit just happens, right? Like yeah. every day seems to be a shit storm because that's their energy arrangement. And you, I believe you can shift out of that. And I love what you said in the beginning about being your authentic self. And that's exactly what you're saying. You know, authenticity is also being true to your emotions and yeah, allowing them to be. And not being like, I have to be happy. Right. I, yeah, you don't have to be. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to. I now you see now it's kind of interesting because now you you have helped me so much because Thank I think you. every day things get put in our lives like for a purpose, you know. And I was really struggling with this second client I had yesterday, and I realized. Oh my God, I really touched on some emotional points in her energy and she would not allow herself to cry. She wouldn't let herself feel those emotions. Mm -hmm. And when we hold back from, when we hold back purposely, when you hold something back in yourself by, and I think conversely, you can say some people don't allow themselves to be happy. They don't allow themselves to feel happiness. Mm -hmm. They yeah. don't allow themselves to feel sadness. They don't allow themselves to feel anger. You have to you have to give yourself permission to feel every full range of every emotion or it just becomes like the or the vessel becomes tighter and tighter, like the cage gets tighter and tighter. So true. I think when we're out of the body and we're out in energy, because I see this like I had a family of nine in my office. They had lost um, this one of my clients, her nephew um, died of a drug overdose, which is becoming super common because of the opioids and the fentanyl and stuff. I've had two or three clients come in because their kids have died accidental overdoses. Mm, yeah. And she brought in a family of nine people into my office last week wow. to, to connect to this beautiful boy who was just, he'd been in a car accident and the doctors put him on pain meds. And he couldn't process the pain because he never experienced pain in his life. And he was having neck and back pain, and he just started overdoing the the uh, pills. Mm -hmm. And um, we had an amazing experience in here. Um, and again, that's on my Instagram. If you look for the one that says Bora Bora, I wrote about it. I saw that one. Um, yeah. But but my point is that when we're outside of the body, when we go back into energy, when we leave this body, it's all love and light. I mean, I'm sure of it because of the signs that I get, the signs that I see out there. But when we're in here in this, when we're in this body, we're meant to experience the full range of everything. So when I see people now that are going through hell or they're so depressed because they had the worst breakup or so-and-so is not calling me or I'm, I didn't get this job or I don't know what to do with my life or I didn't get, you know, somebody's coming this next week, this beautiful um She's so wonderful, and she didn't. She keeps getting rejected from graduate schools that she wants to get into, and yeah. she's so smart, and she keeps getting rejection. And I, but she stays positive no matter what because she's being tested in her positivity of how much can you take and not break, how much can you take, and then she has to stay focused, and and she's going to get into you know she'll get into her school or whatever is supposed to happen to her will happen. And we have to accept it no matter what. And sometimes we have trials and tribulations. Like when you look at people that go through, you know, that go, my parents were Holocaust survivors wow. and what they went through and my relatives, they went through something so horrific. And then they, you know, that Viktor Frankl book. Yeah. Um, I love Viktor Frankl. Man's Search for Meaning, I think. Yeah. And he talks about the butterfly, like seeing that, you know, outside, like we have these experiences 
we're just spiritual beings having these human experiences mm -hmm. for whatever reason for our soul to grow you know yeah and it's i love to end on this note because this podcast as you know is called the dichotomy because uh -huh. to me the contrast like the dichotomies of masculine feminine open and closed and all of that it's kind of like this premise that we have here on the physical plane but it's also kind of an illusion because like you said really we're just love and light but here in the physical world we do experience all of this contrast right so i would love to know where, where in what area of your life do you experience the most contrast or like do you see this balance of you know the balance between the poles of extremes or whatever for well for me i experience um for me i experience this in um wait one second oh somebody's calling me but that's kind of Somebody called me right then. Um, for, for me, I, I experience the contrast in leaving the sessions. When I'm when I do a session with my clients, I'm in a different world. I go off and I'm outside the cage. I'm out there, like I'm out there in energy listening. Yeah. And then when I close off the session, I have to come back. And even doing this podcast, I haven't been inside my body. I've been outside my body yeah. because we were exploring the the elements that we're talking about of energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so the lightness of being, like I've been out there. So for me, the biggest contrast is coming back in now. And now I have to come back down into my body and I have to look at what am I wearing today? I'm going out to meet a friend for lunch and I have clients this afternoon, I have to get back into my life. I have to get back into the business of my life mm -hmm. and what I choose and what I put in, in front of myself today. And then it's just, those are the moments in between getting to run back into my office and leaving my body. So then I become aware in this overweight body that I have, you know, that, oh my God, my shoulder is sore and I, and I feel like, do I have arthritic hips? And I have to, you know, that's the biggest thing for me is like settling into my body again, you know, yeah. Yeah. and doing stuff like, oh, I have to take the trash out today. And when I'm out in, out there, I don't, that, that's what that contrast is for me. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Isn't she wonderful? You can find Shirley on Instagram as Psychic Shirley, or you can find her on her website, shirleylipner.com. And I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. My name is Lucas Sophia, and you can find me on Instagram as Lucas Sophia as well. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day and take care of yourself. Bye.